Hi, Shannon Waller here, and welcome to this episode of Inside Strategic Coach. Today, Dan and I are going to talk about a really interesting concept relative to entrepreneurs, and that is rejuvenation. So Dan, I know that a lot of entrepreneurs have a really difficult time taking time away from their business, but you've always said how critical and vital it is to their success. So can you just say why rejuvenation is so important for people? People get worn out. This takes the form of that when people get worn out by constantly working, three immediate things happen is that they start getting bored with the work that they're doing. And the reason is because they're not seeing any variety in their life. And so one of the things you want to do is that you want to work intensely when you're actually working, but then you want to break from the work. And it's a bit like what would happen if someone worked out at the gym for five or six hours every day. What you would find is that your system would start deteriorating. You would start breaking down, muscle would break down, and your performance, instead of going forward, would actually go backwards. And I think the same thing happens with your creative muscles, your mental muscles, your management muscles as an entrepreneur. I think the other aspect is that's sort of the negative side. The positive side, Shannon, is that for the most part in the 21st century, entrepreneurs don't live in what I call a time and effort economy. In other words, that by choosing to be an entrepreneur, you're choosing to have only one standard for judging your performance. And it's not the amount of hours you put in. It's not about the amount of effort you put in. It's actually just the results that you get. And the results, if you're tired, take a long time. And the results, if you're really fresh and you're, you've got a lot of energy, take a very, very short time. So it makes total sense to put your focus on results and then try to see how little time and how little effort that it actually takes to get those results, and so you have to get away. So my prescription for rejuvenation is that you have certain days that are work days, which we call focus days in Strategic Coach, and you have certain days which are preparation days, which we call buffer days, but then you have an increasing number up to a very satisfying level of free days, and on the free days, you don't do work-related activity, you don't do work-related communication, and you don't do work-related thinking. You're thinking and doing all sorts of things which are completely different from your work life. And that getting away, that, that contrast in activity actually rejuvenates you just in the same way, going back to the gym analogy, that if you worked out and then you took a rest from that particular muscle group and then you did something else, you find that your muscles would grow as a result of that, and you'd have lots of physical energy. Well, free days are sort of the break that you get, which allows your mind to be very clear, very focused, very energized when you come back to work. So this is kind of fascinating because I know a lot of entrepreneurs over the years, and they struggle with taking that time away. But we also know, though, that for people who really do take the free days, they actually experience enormous jumps in both productivity, profitability, increased revenue. It looks like it shouldn't happen, but it does. Mm -hmm. Tell us more about that dynamic. Well, I just got off the phone this morning with really top entrepreneur in the 10 Times program. And out of the last 90 days, 
he had worked 25 days and he had 65 days off, had done four separate trips for different reasons throughout the U.S. in Europe. At the same time, his company was making an absolute exponential breakthrough in terms of technology, which he had set up before he left and then only needed to be back for days at a time to check up on the progress. And this breakthrough is just extraordinary, and it relies entirely on very little of his time, vastly expanded teamwork, and vastly expanded use of technology. He would not have come up with that idea if he was going to work the 90 days or he was going to work 85 days, and the project would not have moved forward if he had not had that great amount of time off. So, you know, I have living proof going back 43 years of this concept that the most effective entrepreneurs actually don't work all the time. Two things about it is that they are much more productive in the short run, much more creative in the short run, but they're incredibly more successful in the long run. So that's really interesting because I know every entrepreneur wants to be more creative and wants to have a big and long future ahead of them. But if they don't take time away from their business, this won't happen? Is that what you're saying? No, they'll burn out. And the problem is that people who burn themselves out burn other people out. So there's not much enjoyment. I mean, people can say, well, my work is my pleasure. But I have to tell you, the people around you don't experience it that way. Okay, your family doesn't experience it that way. Your friendships don't experience it that way. So people who are obsessed about something can convince themselves of anything, and they can make up a very good story about what they're doing. But in fact, they're not very effective. And what I find is that people who work all the time and don't take breaks spend an enormous amount of their time putting out fires and dealing with crises and having to repair things, having to start over. And the reason for the crises, the fires, and the setbacks comes about because they're actually fatigued. They're very, very fatigued. Their judgment goes. They are not seeing things in the form of the big picture. And the most important thing is that they're not really appreciating the full value of their teams. They're not appreciating the full value of the opportunities that they have available to them. Basically, they become almost like hourly laborers who are always putting in 10 or 12-hour days, not getting any weekends off, not getting any holidays off or anything else. They just will not grant them that. And the truth of the matter is that they just got into a bad set of habits when they were young. For one reason or another, they've said to themselves, I only feel good about myself when I'm working, and I don't feel good in any other part of their life. Well, they just haven't what I would say, develop themselves in other parts of their life. So this becomes an excuse. So it's very, very interesting. I mean, I suffered from it. My great savior was Babs, my partner at Coach and my lifetime partner. I met her in 1982, and I would say in the previous eight years, certainly since I had been out in the marketplace by myself, I can't tell you an actual real free day that I actually took. I was tired all the time. I was dealing with a great deal of self-created complexity because I wasn't allowing myself to get away. And her encouragement and constant 
pushing this whole thing about taking free days really transformed my life. So what happens from a business sense when an entrepreneur decides, yes, they're going to take some time away from their business, they're going to disconnect? I know a lot of people are afraid that the walls are going to fall down and <laughs> the sun will no longer rise in the east. But what happens when people do or are encouraged and supported to take that time away? What happens to, with the team? What happens with the company and the processes when people aren't there all the time? Well, I can't give a straight answer on this because you may have done a very bad job of actually preparing your team for you being away. So in fact, the early results can be possibly upsetting to yourself and other people, and they can, in a certain way, be negative. Okay, but that's the short run. What you have to think about is the long run here. Let's say somebody's 45 or 50, and they've just been at it forever. They can't remember when they weren't working hard, and they can't remember when they weren't working all the time. So first of all, they've built an organization around them that treats that as normal. So other people's abilities to take ownership for the company when they're away, none of those abilities have actually been developed. So what I always say, well, I'm not looking for you to take a month off. I'm looking for you actually to take 24 hours off and pick a work day. I always say go for a Wednesday because that gives you two days before the Wednesday and two days after the Wednesday during a normal work week. And what you do is that you say, okay, I'm going to start taking days off when I'm not going to be in contact with the office, and we're going to start with this Wednesday. You put it on the calendar. I'm just going to meet with you on the Monday and Tuesday and talk to you about what you're going to do on that Wednesday and get out on paper things that people would be worried about that you are away for a day. They've never experienced you actually being away for a day during the week. And you say, so let's talk that through. And what you have to say is that this is an experiment for you and this is an experiment for them. And that when you get back on the Thursday, you're going to talk through what the experience was, what worked, what didn't work. And by repeating this process, first of all, you might do another one day. Uh, a couple of weeks later, you might get to the point where you take two days off. Gradually, both sides of the equation here, Shannon, will get used to it. And what the team will notice, one is whether they're up to this or whether they're not up to it. Some of them will experience it as very uncomfortable pressure, or they'll just waste the time when you're away. They'll take advantage of it and not do anything while you're away. But that's going to get sorted out because you have to, again, say, well, this is the way things are now. A year from now, how would I want things to be? Five years from now, how would I want things to be? And gradually you begin to say, well, there's going to be short-term courage required. There's probably going to be short-term upset. There's going to be short-term suffering. But the question is, what other solution is there than for you to reverse yourself? And if you can do that and you can get your team used to you not being there, what you'll notice is that the best people will step into the spotlight and you will notice that you can go one day, you can go two days, you can go a week, you can go two weeks if there's proper planning beforehand and there's proper debriefing afterwards. In that way, you can say 
to yourself, I was thinking about working straight through the way I'm working until I'm 65, and then I'm not going to work anymore. You might say to yourself, I can get a lot of that enjoyment that I think I'll get out of retirement or vacations. I can start taking that right now. And the moment you get into it, you'll notice that when you have that day off, you come back on the next day and you're more refreshed. You have more perspective. You're much simpler in your thinking. And you become more strategic, not just tactical, but you become much more strategic. So I would say that I'm talking about my experience with thousands of entrepreneurs here, but I think that's the general kind of path and plan that I would suggest for people to do it. And you'll notice a huge jump on the personal side in terms of personal relationships, your family, friends, other things related to that. And you will notice that you move away from grading yourself on the number of hours you work, the amount of effort you put in, and more and more you'll just say, well, if I get these five results done over the next 90 days, that's a fantastic quarter. And the whole thing is I bet I can get them done inside the company with not much effort and time on my part. I really like this perspective, Dan, because it's viewing yourself not as just an automaton who just is like a robot putting the hours in, but as a resource mm -hmm. that needs to be maximized. Mm -hmm. And you want to maximize the results mm -hmm. and minimize the time and effort. And your team is that too. So I would presume at some point they get free days as well. So this is really interesting. It's a very different shift or mindset than how if anyone was raised in a hierarchical organization or something more bureaucratic where you are rewarded based on time and effort and not on results. Mm -hmm. So you're saying, no, entrepreneurs need to have a different way of looking at their free time than the standard managerial set of people. Well, let me ask you a question. You have admitted to me that you have workaholic tendencies. Yep. How have you come to grips with this? Well, it's really interesting because I started with Coach in 1991, which was quite a while ago now. I remember starting and I would come in early and Babs would invite me to go out for lunch. I'm like, no, 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 I'm, I'm working. She said, no you're going for lunch now with us. I'm like, oh, okay. And I would work late. I really wasn't all that productive, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. I put the time in and I was in a learning phase, so that was fine. But because you and Babs were so clear on the value of stopping, taking a break, even during the day, I started to focus much more on results and productivity mm -hmm. than just putting in the time and effort because that wasn't actually going to do it. And if you're working at a really high level, you need to give that burst and then stop and do something mm -hmm. different. Now I'm at the point, many years later, where I don't even think about taking work home on the weekends. I never think about taking work with me on my vacations or my holidays. And I'm so well-trained. So I was on my phone and someone said, oh, are you working? I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm talking to my daughter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it just would not occur to me to do that. Mm -hmm. And my husband and I are both actually really good at holding each other accountable to that. And kids are brilliant at keeping you accountable. <laughs> if you have any bad habits, just tell your kid you're on a free day and that you aren't doing any work things. And the moment you step into that territory, they're like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're like, oh, sorry. In a moment, I want to talk about the long-term impacts of taking mm -hmm. time off. But before we get to that point, I actually want to define the term rejuvenation because mm -hmm. you have a great explanation for this. And, and to me, it actually adds a lot of credibility and weight to why it's important to, to take time away from your business. Yeah, well, I grew up when they were still teaching Latin in the schools. I don't know whether that's done anymore. I don't even know if English is still taught in the schools, but uh, <laughs> certainly 
Latin, and the word rejuvenation comes from the Latin. It means to make yourself young again or to make something young again. So when you rejuvenate someone, you're bringing youngness back into the way that you're operating. You're young again in your thinking. You're young again in your emotions. You're young again in your energy. You're young again in your creativity. And most of all, you're young again in your motivation. So that's why you're doing it. Most people think of a career as being a real burst and upward progress, and then you sort of level out and you sort of plateau, and then just gradually you get less and less efficient. But actually, it's a whole series of jumps, what a really proper career is. You burst, you take a jump, then you back off, you get rested, you get relaxed, you come back, you consolidate your gains, and then you take another jump, And you're the key person at doing this because everybody else's ability to take jumps is entirely based on your performance, your behavior. So Babs and I, you know, take 155 free days a year out of a 365-day year, which works out to about 22 weeks. We do them in different lengths of time, and we do them for different reasons and in different places. But just to prove the case, I've experimented a couple of times when I had a lot to do on my plate and it was coming up for free day time. And I said, you know, it would probably be better if we didn't take the free days. And I just stayed and got this done. Now, I didn't really have any energy for doing that, but it was sort of the sense that, well, when am I going to get it done if I don't take the time that's scheduled for free days? It's just so much that I have to do. And what I notice is that there's a mind trick that happens, Shannon. And a lot about what we do in Strategic Coach is just you've been tricking your mind in a bad way. And what we do is we get you to trick your mind in a good way. So what I did first for myself, and then I recommended for other people, and that is that I would get a sheet of paper out and I says, okay, now write down a list of everything that has to be done that you would use your free day time to get done. And then I would write it out Then I put it someplace that I could look at it the moment I came back. I would take the free days. And there was something about writing everything out on a sheet of paper actually puts your mind a little bit at rest. So I come back and I take the sheet of paper up and I look at it. And immediately I started crossing out about half the items because they really weren't that important. They looked crucial before I went on because I was tired and fatigued. But afterwards, I say, why would I be spending my time with that stuff? So I'm down to about half the list. And then about two or three of them, let's say there were 20, 10 of them disappeared. And about maybe three or four of them actually got done while I was away by someone else because it had to be done. And I'm down to six. And I say myself, well, I could delegate these four or five right away and get somebody else involved in working with it, and it's kind of left with one. So the impact of my one week away or my two weeks away was that I reduced my list from 20 points down to one point. And that was just lack of perspective, and this is the biggest thing that happens to people when they don't rejuvenate, is their perspective becomes that everything is crucial, there's not enough time to do any of it, you're gonna have to work harder and longer to get there and you get very, very stressed and you cut yourself off from teamwork, you cut yourself off from the support of people in your personal life and it 
it's a very bad scene, and people have to medicate themselves to overcome this. They have very adverse health effects as a result of this. Relationships get strained. It's kind of driven by images in the general media, what I call the general narrative, that people who work really hard and really work long are very admirable. But they aren't admirable to themselves. They aren't admirable to the people that they directly impact on. And they are certainly not admirable to the people that they're truly committed for in their personal life. So it's a bad mind trick that gets you to do this. And the other thing is that you think that other people are really impressed with the fact that you work hard in lawn, but actually they're not. There's no admiration. It actually, this is a made-up thing in your, in your life, and it doesn't have anything to do with how people would actually like you to be, which is to be energetic and inspirational and creative and highly productive. Mm-hmm. So there's a real impact of fatigue then that people underestimate by the sounds of it. So describe, Dan, like what happens after you come back after you're a week or two away and you're clearly feeling rejuvenated and you've got that one point left in your list. How long can someone go or what does that pattern look like before they need to take free days again? The way that Babs and I have organized our life, and you have to realize that we've been at the 155 days a year for 25 years. So every year you get smarter about how to fully enjoy the free time. And you also get really, really smarter about setting the people in the company up properly when you're going away. So there's this learning cycle that you do once a year By any indicator that you want to use, I'm incredibly more productive now than I was 25 years ago. So I'm 72, and I'm incredibly more productive than I was when I was 47. And I have to tell you, there aren't many 72-year-olds in the world who can say that they are at a much higher level of creativity and productivity at their age now than they were 25 years previously. And there aren't many... 47-year-olds who say, I'm going to keep getting better and better and better. And the reason is they've designed their life so that they can't be. But I've designed my life so that I can't be. And quite frankly, just to push it a little bit further, when I'm 95, I'm going to be incredibly more productive than I am at 72. Because number one, I never get bored with what I'm doing. I never get fatigued by what I'm doing. And the other thing is that I just keep getting smarter, especially in relationship to teamwork of using other people's abilities to do everything except two or three things that I think I'm uniquely good at. So this sort of indicates that, again, we're not living in a time and effort economy anymore. This is not a factory economy. We are not factory workers. We're not on the line doing piecemeal We're actually being paid for results, and those results can actually be very quick. It can be an hour can produce a result that can make a difference for a year. So you and Babs will take a week or two, and then you'll work for what, Dan, three weeks usually? Max, usually three. We won't go more than three weeks of work without then taking at least a week off. And sometimes we're taking 17 days off, and it all depends When we go to the United Kingdom, we usually take almost three full weeks off. So it depends. I mean, everybody's got their own pattern. It depends on 
what age you are, depends on what your family situation is. So I can't make really definable, well, you have to arrange your weeks that way. Everybody's going to arrange their weeks the way that suits them. But the key here is that you constantly increase your rejuvenation so that you can constantly increase your productivity. And then you also increase the amount of preparation time you have both for taking the best possible free days and taking the best possible focus days. So for someone who has figured out their pattern, and just so everyone's clear, you don't work three weeks straight. There's still a free day a week yeah, at least. Yeah, in- I always take Saturday off. I find Sunday is a really good writing day for me, so I get a lot of writing done. One of my contributions to the company is that there's new copy being developed and new new ideas. But Saturday is a free day regardless. It's always a free day. Yeah. Great. So, Dan, if someone, kind of what you were intimating, if someone is constantly rejuvenated and always increasing their productivity and their contribution, would they ever stop? No. No, they wouldn't. This is going back to your whole thing is that if your future, the way you're looking at it is always bigger than the past that you've already lived, there's no reason. And I think that the science world and the technology world is going to increasingly provide fitness and health and energy support for people who just want to continue working. But they truly have to love the work they're doing. It has to be entirely results-based work. And the trend as they go along is they get increasingly more done in less and less time with less and less effort. The impact of their work keeps getting more important in terms of its impact in terms of its productivity, in terms of its profitability. And if that was the formula that you could work out, there would be no natural endpoint to your working. I love it. So thank you, Dan. This conversation about rejuvenation, I think, is really important because I think what entrepreneurs contribute is massive. But for people getting tired and fatigued, then that contribution gets Mm -hmm. diminished. So you've provided some really clear evidence for why rejuvenation is key Mm -hmm. and actually how to do that, too. So really appreciate it. Thank you. And our next podcast is actually going to be about how you can have that bigger future. So stay tuned. Thank you, Shannon.